This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, hello, friend. Welcome to another episode. We're on 89 today, talking about what should you do if you haven't worked out in a while. I'm going to go ahead and preface this with my voice is a little bit uh, worked after the weekend. I am recording this a little bit later than, well, really a lot later than I, than I like, but I opted to do something that I wanted to do and put myself first, which is the whole premise of today's episode. And uh, just to give you a little bit of a life update, I did get back last night, late last night, unfortunately, from Rome Fest in Fruta, and I had an absolute blast. I am officially calling myself a Romy homie. Um, I can't put it into words just how fun this event is and the community that is being built. I don't want to talk too much, too extensively uh, about it, right now for this episode, because I would love to have Ash and some of the team on, you know, maybe Ash and Andy collectively on the team. Uh, I would love to have them on this podcast and give them a little interview. That way you all can just see the magic that they have and the connection that they have. And we can talk about the community that they've built at Rome events, but Rome events in Sedona is happening in November. Unfortunately, it is sold out as of right now, but keep your eyes peeled for the 2023 schedule because I'm sure they're going to be releasing that as the new year approaches. So if, if you're wondering why my voice sounds even deeper than normal, it's just because uh, lots of talking and lots of lots of singing at the top of my damn lungs uh, at the dance party on Saturday. Hence, this is what my voice sounds like. So maybe I should start a, a 1-900 number or something like that. I don't know. But anyways, today we're talking about what should you do if you haven't worked out in a while. And this is a pretty common thing, especially this time of year, uh, because summer, summertime, hey, Summertime, a lot of folks just don't hit the gym as often. They're going to be riding more, running more, whatever their sport is. But for most of you, it's going to be mountain biking. And that's fine. If you don't want to do a lot of strength training during the summer, totally your choice. Personally, I just find that I feel better and I don't feel like I'm starting from ground zero uh, when it comes to the fall and winter training. So I do continually train throughout the summer. But there are also times when you may fall off your routine. Or you just lose motivation in general. And these moments happen often. And sometimes sometimes they happen more than you care to admit. All right. And then before you know it, you just aren't working out. And then you're hardly biking. Or maybe you're not doing something else that you want to do for your goals or your habits, for example. But what I like to always say is life gets lifey. It really does. And life can really just throw you curveballs at you just making you doubt your ability to stay strong and consistent with a routine or a goal. Plus, it always seems like stuff happens when you're trying to do something that you that you want to do to care for yourself, right? <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like this is just, you know, Murphy's law, right? Uh, I've been there before. Please know you're not alone. But other things that I commonly hear are maybe you want to wait until after the holidays or after the kids get back to school, or maybe after this next big deadline at work passes before you can start working on your own goals or your own projects for yourself, which might include some working out. I'm here to tell you that here's the bad news. 
there's no such thing as a perfect time to get started. And really, you're doing yourself a disservice, a huge disservice, by not throwing some attention your way in the process. Because perfect doesn't exist. Quote unquote perfect. It just does not exist. Because things will always be popping up in life, since that is just the nature of life. Change, it's inevitable. It is truly the only constant change. And, you know, I know it's a common statement, but it's true. And I think we just need to embrace to embrace the idea that we're always going to be encountering change and difficulties and obstacles and all of this other stuff. And we need to just learn to kind of ride those waves and get through and get over those humps and get over those obstacles because the obstacle is away, right? Just channeling my inner Ryan Holiday. If you haven't read that book, by the way, I really recommend that. <clears throat> oh my goodness, my voice. I apologize. Between vacation uh, a couple weeks ago in Portugal, you know, I actually did did record some podcasts before that vacation just to prep, um, but I didn't record this one because I thought, well, I'll be able to do it right after Rome events. You know, I'll probably leave Sunday morning, blah, 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 have the rest of the day to do that. No, I opted to take a bike ride Sunday morning because I wanted to. <laughs> I put myself first. And then, of course, I got stuck in I-70 traffic for an extra two hours um, on just because it's leaf peeping weather. For those of you that don't live in Colorado right now, it is peak. I'd say it's not quite peak. I think this coming week is peak uh, leaf changing weather. So a lot of leaf peepers were on 70. But here's the thing. I wasn't mad about it. I wasn't mad about it. And this is a whole other topic that I can talk about on another day. But I am the traffic. I was part of the traffic. I was sitting in the traffic. Why would I be mad? Literally being mad about traffic it does nothing but elevate your blood pressure and make you an angry person. So I just put on some audio stuff that I really wanted to listen to and get through and learn from and just sucked it up. Took in the sights. It was great because I actually I had a front row seat to a lot of the leaf changing off of I-70, which is great, especially right around Frisco and Silverthorne if you've ever been here. And uh, so I felt like I actually... It helped me slow down and just kind of enjoy it and honestly just reflect on the past weekend that I had at Rome events. But uh, so I apologize. My voice, this is the best this is going to get, but I wanted to get this all out to you because I love you. Um, so what should you do if you haven't worked out in a while, but you really want to get back into your routine? Today, I have t- my top, top 10 tips to help you get back on your routine. Tip number one, give yourself grace. Don't beat yourself up for what you may not have done because what's done is done and there's nothing you can do but look forward. I I often like to say that you drive your car by looking ahead through your windshield. You don't drive it by looking 100% of the time into your rearview mirror. So why should you do that really with life, with any type of goal that you're going after? Stop looking in the rearview mirror. What's done is done. Give yourself grace. If you miss a workout, oh well, you have tomorrow. You have the rest of the day. You have the afternoon to maybe get in a 10-minute movement sack, whatever it is. That also goes along with number two, tip number two here. Don't look back at what you used to do or used to lift in the gym. Those numbers are not important to what you're doing right now. Where you're at right now is where you're at right now, and that's where you should be. Stop thinking and stop shooting all over yourself, thinking that you need it to be back, you know, doing that 200 pound back squat or deadlift or whatever it is. 
You don't need to do that. You don't. Where you're at right now is beautiful. You are a beautiful person and where you're at right now is a beautiful place to be. Enjoy it. Savor it. Don't look back. Tip number three, go easy at first. And again, this progresses off the first two because if you're beating yourself up on your previous numbers, I don't want you to load up your barbell or your your dumbbells or your TRX or whatever with your previous exercises that you've done or the previous heavy loads that you were lifting, those previous advanced movements that you were doing. Please, please do yourself a favor and start lighter and also on the lower end of the rep range suggested in your program. You know, obviously I'm going to plug shred strong because I do give rep range suggestions and I also give rates of perceived exertion, RPE, or RIR, which is reps in reserve. This is the number that is completely subjective to you and you only based on how you're feeling that day and your energy levels. If you're maybe menstruating, if you have been training really hard, if your stress is really high, those numbers can change. Those rates of perceived exertion and your reps in reserve, your RPE and your RIR basically can change based on all of those factors, sleep and everything really plays a role and has a huge impact on how you're feeling and how you're lifting that day. So in the program, the Shred Strong program, for example, and I really think all programs should be doing this instead of saying, hey, you need to lift at 80% of your one rep max or any other bullshit. What you should be doing, what you should be training for is how you're feeling that day all the time. Full stop, period, done. I'm closing this case. We need to stop doing percentage lifts. I mean, there is a time and a place for it, especially if you are not a menstruating individual, you might, your body might be a little bit more steady than, than if you are. So there's just considerations that I feel like programmers don't always take when it comes to programming. And you have to recognize that you might get a shitty night of sleep. You might have a really shitty week. Maybe your parent is sick or recovering from an injury. Maybe you're recovering from an injury. So why should you be forced to try to lift at 80% of your one rep max, for example, or go at a nine out of 10 RPE when you're just not feeling it? Just go. Rates, reps in reserve. Go for that reps in reserve. So my, my suggestion is to aim for weight that you may be able to do for about three to four reps in reserve. And what reps in reserve means is how many reps you have in reserve, how many reps you have left in the tank before you fail the next rep. And as you can see, again, that's very subjective. It's based on how you're feeling. And that's the point. That is absolutely the point because this will help you ease back into things. If you're aiming for about a three to four reps in reserve, then as you progress, great, get it up to one to two reps in reserve, get close to maxing out, get as close as you possibly can to really fatiguing that muscle. But here's the caveat. You do not have to fatigue your muscle to the nth degree at every single workout. I've worked with countless athletes over the years and a handful of them have been adamant about, no, I need to, I need to work out to fatigue at every single workout. It's the go hard, go home mentality. And I'm here to tell you that that is not, that's not necessary, especially all the time. All that is probably setting you up for is failure, fatigue, overtraining, bitterness, anger, resentment, all of these things that are not positive attributes to feeling all of the time. Your workouts should make you feel good and make you, make you feel good, especially after a couple of days. All right. So, so please go easy at first. You can still get strong lifting these kinds of loads, going at three to four reps in reserve. You still increase your strength. You can still increase your muscle tone, you know, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. 
and maybe also, oops, I just got excited <laughs> hit the microphone. I talk with my hands. Um, my other suggestion here is to go along with tip number three, to go easy at first is to maybe don't start with five days in a row of lifting. All right. Maybe start with like two days a week, maybe three, if you're feeling really good and spicy, but two to three days a week spread over your week. That seems a lot more doable than saying, I'm going to go from zero to five. Boom. I'm done. Please go easy at first. <laughs> I went on a tangent more than I thought on that, on that tip. Surprise, surprise. So tip number four, again, keep it simple and manageable. What's simple gets done. And I've said this in previous episodes. I, I even talked about this in the last week's episode of making shift happen about how I was talking about getting your environment aligned with your habits and goals that you want to master. It's true though, because what's simple gets done. What's complicated is going to make you feel overwhelmed and you're just not going to do it. This is why I'm a huge fan of movement snacks. And I mean a huge fan of movement snacks. I do them myself. I get in my little core cookies throughout the day. Yeah, I must have a thing with like snacks and cookies and just things like that because I, I call these, those things like movement snacks, core cookie, bear with me. Maybe it's just my subconscious way of making these things more appealing uh, to myself and others. Maybe it's making it more appealing to you. I hope so. But get seriously, get some movement snacks into your day in, in little five to 10 minute chunks. And also when it comes to keeping things simple and manageable, I really believe that having a plan for your week also helps tremendously. This is why I first really suggest that you that you first choose the best days during the week to work out for you and choose the best time of day for you. Who cares what the hell your best friend is doing at 5 a.m. or 4.30 a.m. whenever they wake up to go hard or go home and do their workout? They're doing that because that is what works for them, but that doesn't mean that that's what works for you. So don't let that early morning, you know, rise and shine type of stuff pressure you into feeling like you have to work out in the morning. You don't have to work out in the morning. I've even had, um, I even have a client right now, I'm working with her for quite a while, love her to pieces, and she is in education, okay? She, she works in administration and education. And school season has recently started, of course, as you probably know. And, you know, she is an adamant morning workout person. But then she got to thinking about it. And she's like, Jen, you know what? I actually think I'm going to try evening workouts because it will give me another hour of sleep, an extra hour of sleep. That's what I said. It would give me an extra hour of sleep. And honestly, it'll give me something to look forward to after work and help me transition to, to stop thinking about work after work. And help me, you know, then transition to dinner and going home and going into the evening and my midnight, my nighttime routine rather to go back in bed, to go to bed and like do it all over again. And you know what? She's like, Hey, I actually really like this. <laughs> like this is actually working really well. And keep in mind, this is someone who has worked out consistently in the morning for years. She's always a morning person. So just know things can evolve and change as you evolve and change. The point here is to keep it simple and manageable and do what works well for you and your responsibilities and schedule. Okay. So keep that in mind. All right. Tip number five, we're halfway through. Expect some soreness. Soreness can and will happen as you get back into working out. It's just kind of the nature of the beast, just because you're working muscles that you haven't really worked in a, in a, maybe a long time or short time, whatever it is. And you know, just know that it, it will happen. It's likely. So try to space your strength sessions a few hours before or after your bike rides and not necessarily back to back, but also 
feel free to use your bike rides to actually help flush out or maybe some reduce some of that soreness after those strength sessions. Because yes, your legs may feel a bit heavy or tired when you first start pedaling the bike. And that's going to be completely normal because you just worked out. You worked out earlier that day or maybe the day before. But know that it can feel easier as you pedal more and kind of flush your legs out more. Okay. Now, of course, this tip, you know, about soreness, just know also after you're squatting, maybe like after a squatting day, maybe the next day or later that day, just do like 30 air squats, like squats in the air without any weight, just to kind of, again, move those muscles, you know, uh, kind of move, get, get increase the blood flow to the area to help reduce some soreness. Okay. Um, the other thing too, to keep in mind is really you want to train first in the day what your priority is. So if your priority might be strength and to get stronger for on the bike, then, you know, and maybe it's like the off season, then you might want to do strength training first thing in the morning. Now, if your cycling is more of your priority, especially when like spring and summertime comes around, then you might actually want to bike first thing in the morning, just because the point here is you want your, your body to feel fresh for whichever segment of your workout that you are, that is your priority. All right. So figure out what your priority is too, when, when you're kind of working with soreness and things like that. Um, all right. Tip number six, embrace the suck. Yeah, I said it. This is not a go hard, go home bullshit, you know, rah, rah, rah type of thing. But besides the basic soreness, sometimes workouts just suck. Because not every workout will feel amazing and like perfection and unicorns and rainbows. And you need to recognize that some workouts will just feel more exhausting or like you're not getting stronger that day. You might even feel weak AF. And that's okay. Again, give yourself grace, like I said in tip number one. Because the cool thing about strength training is that besides it building stronger muscles, it also builds stronger minds and mindsets. It makes you more physically and mentally resilient. And I think sometimes we forget the mental aspect of, of the physical training when it comes to working out. So embrace the feeling of things feeling heavy or slow or sucky or shitty and keep going. Embrace the suck. It, it really actually makes the suck on any bike climbs and bike rides so much easier the more that you can mentally get through a tough strength set. This translates, strength training suckiness translates to bike riding suckiness, hands down. Like even even yesterday, I rode um, a trail I hadn't ridden yet in Fruta, Joe's Ridge, lots of fun. I didn't expect, I was with three folks who had e-bikes. So it was, my friend Madge, shout out to Madge, uh, she was leading it. And then we had three folks who were on e-bikes demoing them. Uh, and then there's me. So Madge and I were on analog bikes, as we like to call them. And uh, I, it's funny because I would, I didn't realize how climby, like I didn't look at anything on the profile map. All I knew is it was steep in some sections. And that's actually what I needed to work on, but I didn't realize how steep. That's a whole other story. But I did want to say thanks to Madge uh, for pulling me through that one that one section. I just needed to get through that one section and get it, get the cobwebs off and shaken off uh, since I haven't ridden like that in uh, probably a year. And uh, it was nice. It was really nice. But once I got the cobwebs shaken off, I was fine. But on Joe's Ridge in Fruta, if you've ever ridden it, you understand. There's just some climbs where you're like looking straight up and you're like, fuck, I'm going to climb up that. That's pretty cool. 
And then I kind of have like a little bit of doubt because keep in mind, again, my quad, you know, I tore it earlier this year, but now I'm feeling good. Like I've been, I was feeling good the two days prior of riding. I'm like, shit, okay, my quad is actually not causing any pain. Like I'm not getting that weird, sharp feeling in the middle of the quad where the tear is. Like this is money. So I was feeling really good. But this was my first like climby, climby trail. And um, of course I was right behind someone on an e-bike. And I kept up with that little, I kept up with my friends that were on e-bikes. I was so stoked. Uh, And the climb wasn't that bad. It actually was not that bad. And by the time I got up to the top, I made sure, yeah, I was winded. Uh, I was a little hypoxic, but I felt really good. And I really have my strength training because I have increased my, my squatting each week. I'm doing a little bit of extra stuff um, for me personally, just with rehab and, and things like that. And I think that that's translating better to embracing the suck in those workouts and those strength workouts and PT exercise workouts. And it's really translating well to on the trail. And I can say for a fact that it does. Okay. So just embrace that suck. Tip number seven, get an accountability buddy, AKA accountability buddy. They will help you show up for yourself at your workouts or bike rides. Plus it just makes it more fun. And this is really suitable for folks who are a little bit more gregarious, maybe outgoing, uh, maybe extroverted. I think it just helps to have someone to work out with. This is when small group training really is beneficial for folks. You know, I love my Shred Strong program. It is a DIY program though. You have to do it on yourself do it, you know, do it on your own rather. Um, but that's why I encourage my team, find someone local. I have people all over the United States, find someone local, get someone to train with you and also parts of Canada and Germany, but you know, find someone to work out with you, whether they're on the program or not. Even just knowing that someone is there to work out with is fine. And that's the key is you don't have to be doing the same program. You just have to be in the same space. And that's, that's what an accountability buddy is, is they're just making sure that you're showing up and you're, you're showing up for yourself. And, and plus it, it just gets fun to have someone to kind of talk to again, especially if you're an extrovert, if you're an introvert, you might not need that. Like for me, I don't, I don't really need that. Even though I am kind of extrovert introvert, I don't really need someone to work out with. It, it makes it a hell of a lot more fun. I can definitely, you know, say that shout out to Mike Kane at CrossFit Verve. Like I love working out with you. You know, I love working out with you in open gym. Um, and we're even talking about being accountability buddies over the winter. So and it, it's only because I work at home and he works at home and, and we just want to be able to go to the gym together and like have our space. And we're doing two separate programs. Like I'm doing Shred Strong and he's doing his Olympic lifting program. So it's one of those things where, again, it just having an accountability person can really be beneficial for you. All right. Tip number eight, follow a program that's progressive and also allows you to have rest or deload weeks about every six to 10 weeks to allow yourself to step back a bit on your training volume and to help prevent burnout or overtraining and all that stuff that I talked about earlier. This is what allows you to come back to your training with a fresh slate and more energy, which you can't beat. You need to have some deload weeks. You need to have some off weeks where you are reducing volume, especially if you're doing a little bit more high volume work and high volume biking, especially during the summer and things like that, or whatever time of the year is for you when you're, when you're biking more just helps to to lift maybe a little bit less weight and or less reps again volume again it, it makes a huge difference in just your recovery and how you're feeling plus it, it lets you show up to your bike rides a little bit more fresh 
Now, a progressive program is what it's what we call progressive overload. This is a program that helps you go from those three to four reps in reserve or RIR up to the one to two RIR and then back down, you know, and then you kind of do that cycle over again and you're focusing on a certain lift and you're going from there and then you're increasing that weight every week, every couple of weeks, even if it's just two and a half pounds to five pounds or whatever pound, that is an increase whether you're increasing the weight or you're increasing the reps that you're doing or you're, you know, decreasing the RIR, great. That is advancing. That's advancing you. That's progressing you. That's getting you stronger. All right. Last two tips. Tip number nine, remember why you start it. This is incredibly important to remind yourself of any goals that you have and to keep in mind that it's much better to have those intrinsic intrinsic goals for yourself than any type of in, extrinsic goals. This is basically the difference between having a goal for yourself that's really important to you and not a goal that you think someone else has for you, like trying to get smaller externally or trying to like get leaner externally. Maybe it's an internal goal for you, like you want to have more energy to, to play with your kids. You want to have more energy on your bike rides. You want to have more, more confidence doing XYZ, whatever it is. But just try to remember why you start it because... Rem- reminding yourself of that is really what's going to help kind of spark that motivation that that everyone talks about that they need to get to the gym if you feel like you need motivation to get to the gym great put your clothes on get motivated get take that action of putting your gym clothes on and get out the door you know remember why you started but also besides remembering why you started i also like to remind yourself how amazing you feel after a workout to me that is the motivation I can be extremely tired on a day, but then I remind myself how I feel after a workout and I'm like, oh, I'm going to feel so much better. Chances are you will as well. And what happens is I'll start warming up for about five to 10 minutes and I already start to feel better. Like my knee might just start feeling better. My, you know, quad starts feeling better. I just start feeling better. (laughs) I start feeling happier because you're getting that little dopamine release and you're, you're feeling better. You're, you're just... You're supporting your body. You're you're showing your body some love and your body responds by giving yourself love back. All right. Tip number 10, think of your workouts less as a chore and more as an act of love towards yourself. It's not really work, even if you feel worked. (laughs) Um, It's really, working out is really a way to give your body what it needs. And I think changing that mindset approach to thinking of your workouts less as something you have to do and blah, 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 and more as something you get to do. And you get to show yourself what you're capable of doing. And you get to kind of hug your body with some movements and love. And it can feel so good. And I feel, I hear that time and time again. Whoops. I hear that time and time again from clients that I work with. Um, about how, you know, I was kind of having a shitty day, whether it's at work with kids, whatever. And then I, I showed up from a workout and I felt so good, you know, like, thanks for, thanks for pushing me to do that, that day, blah, blah, blah. Like do it. All right. So yeah, let's do a quick little recap. Top 10. That's it. Top 10. Number one, give yourself grace. Seriously. Don't beat yourself up. Number two, don't look back at what you used to do or lift. Those numbers are really not important to what's going on now. Tip number three, Go easy at first, go with that, you know, three to four reps in reserve, and then just start to increase from there. Maybe start working out two to three days a week instead of five, and then go from there. Number four, keep it simple and manageable. What's, what's simple gets done. 
you know, get some movement snacks in, get some core cookies in, choose the best days during the week to work out for you and the best times during the week to, to work out for you. And remember, this is all about you and what works well for you, not for your best friend or your next door neighbor or whatever who goes hard and goes home. Tip number five, expect some soreness, but work with it. Maybe use your bike rides to help kind of flush some blood, get some blood flow into that area to kind of make, uh, make the soreness a little bit less. Tip number six, embrace the suck. You're going to build mental fortitude for on the bike training by doing some strength training. And plus it, it just, honestly, you're going to build a lot of mental fortitude really for all kinds of suckiness by doing some sort of, of physical training. So keep that in mind, but embrace the suck as best as you can. Number seven, get an accountability buddy. It helps. Number eight, follow a program that has progressive overload and then also has built-in rest or deload weeks and days. Number nine, remember why you started and then remind yourself how amazing you feel after a workout as well. And then last but not least, number 10, think of your workouts less as a chore and more as an act of love towards yourself. Whew. Having said all that, I have to plug my signature strength and training let me start that over again. Having said all of that, <laughs> I have to plug my signature strength and conditioning program, Shred Strong. We do start our next big phase for the fall and winter on October 10th, which is Monday. It's in a couple weeks. This is when we get started with our training for 2023. I'm trying to build a more resilient you, basically. Um, but a little bit about Shred Strong. It is a year-long program, and I highly recommend doing at least the fall and winter cycle into early spring so you can start your next season feeling stronger and being more stable and more confident on and off the bike. But definitely check the link in the show notes to learn more about the program and to sign up for a one month risk-free of training. Well, thanks for joining me today, friend. And if this episode was helpful and you think it will help someone else in your life, then please do share it on the socials and tag me on it so I see it and can reshare. I'm so seriously grateful for you to, to join me this week and I look forward to next week and I'm hoping to get some interviews going. I've got some interviews lined up since I made a lot of connections this weekend at Rome events, at the Rome Fest rather, and I'm really looking forward to it because, oh my gosh, there is just so many awesome people to share in in this whole community, and I really want to share their awesomeness with you. All right, on that note, have a beautiful day, and I will see you next week. Bye.